Welcome back to the Midday Reset. My name is Antoinette, and today I want to talk to you about change. Again, because I think I've talked about change before on this podcast, but hey, it's a new day. So I think that the best way that I can probably illustrate to you what it is that I want to talk about with change is to talk to you about how change is settling in at my house, specifically for my six-year-old daughter. Actually, no, she's seven now. She just turned seven. Um, But her entire world has changed this year because she's gone from what she knew to be a regular routine of going to school and staying at school for the entire day, then getting onto the after-school bus, going to her after-school program, and staying there until I picked her up. Now, uh, she hasn't been to school since March 13th, and with the pandemic, she's not going to be returning, at least not for the fall. She'll be doing distance learning at home, and that's very, very different from what her life used to look like, where she had that sense of autonomy, so to speak, every single day. She got to go into school and hang out with her friends and her teacher and interact that way and be away from me and her father and her brother and the house. And maybe I identify with that a lot because that's what my experience was like too as a kid. I went to school outside of my home and I didn't really do a whole lot of after school activities Um, not with my school. I was in dance and did a couple of extracurriculars with music, but I never was in any sort of a school program for after-school care or anything like that. But I did have the sense of autonomy. I was a latchkey kid, so that means that I was letting myself into my house when I would get home from school, and my parents would come home a few hours later when they were finished with working. Um... So I get it when it comes to the independence that you often start to gain when you enter school age and how important that is for kids because I remember that was very pivotal for me um, in sort of standing 10 toes down and being responsible for myself. And that doesn't even take into account the social aspect of things, you know, the idea of getting to see your friends at school and talk to them about the new Trolls movie or this really cool toy that you got or this really cool video that you saw on YouTube or, you know, whatever it is that kids like to talk about. That socializing aspect is also gone. Um And I mean, you can try to replace it and supplement it with things like Zoom or FaceTime, you know, those those digital calls that you make to people where you can see their face and hear their voice. But I don't know. I don't know if that successfully replaces what used to be. And I know that for my daughter, I definitely see how change is something that she's learning to get used to slowly but surely. And to her credit, she's doing well at it for seven years old. Uh, But it's also something that kind of throws you for a loop for a second. And I understand that part. I wouldn't say that I'm somebody who necessarily loves or embraces change. Change is something that I have no problem going along with because I recognize that usually at the end of change, you get some sort of a reward such as uh, growing in some way or learning something new or just expanding your capacity of understanding. 
So that's good. But change is something that doesn't feel nice because it takes us away from our norms. We have to learn something new all over again. There are lots of people who will stay on a job that they really don't like all that much, mostly because they know it, they're comfortable with it, it's familiar. And to go start at some place and be the brand new person all over again is a huge change. Change often incites stress in people because when things change, then all of a sudden we introduce the unknown and we don't know what's waiting for us at the end of the road, at the end of the tunnel. And so that often can trigger those feelings of anxiety and stress and I think especially when you take into account the constant cycle of change that 2020 has been for all of us around the globe, um, of course, my perspective being most informed when it comes to what's happening here in the United States, but I recognize that we are not the only country that has been affected by the pandemic, as well as the economic implications of the pandemic. And a lot of the social unrest that is happening pretty much across the globe as well. I mean, we have a lot of unrest here in the United States for multiple reasons. It's an election year this year, but also Hong Kong and Beirut and other places. So I think that when you get trapped in a cycle of constant change and everything is constantly uncertain and some of it is just downright scary when you see some of the outcomes, when you see some things that are occurring, then it's easy to fall into some depression for that too because getting that sense of normalcy suddenly feels so difficult. Everything is slipping through your fingers and it takes a real serious mindset shift to reverse something like that. Not an easy task. So I've made some observations about change that I want to share, and after I share those, then I will give you my philosophy on change, and you can either take it or you can leave it. I'm not saying that you have to agree with everything that I have to say. So the first observation that I've made about change is that it takes more energy to fight change than to adapt. And this is strictly because it takes a significant amount of energy to resist change. Okay, so here's an example. (laughs) When I used to work for a hospital, I was a registrar in the admitting department. And so that basically meant that I would talk to patients who came into the hospital for x-rays or lab work or surgeries, and I would verify their information, make sure I got their insurance information, and made sure that I had up-to-date emergency contact information for them because since we were the local hospital, if that person were to get into a car accident, they would likely be brought into the ER that was at our hospital. And we would need to be able to contact someone in the case of an emergency. So anyway, I remember we switched software systems for how we were recording all this information. And half the department went along with it and was cool. The other half was just like, no, I hate this. I can't believe you're doing this to us. And eventually that half that was resisting, they had to turn it around and get on board or else they weren't going to have jobs anymore. But the bottom line is the people who resisted the new software basically spent a whole bunch of time suffering through figuring out how to do their jobs. Uh, and keep up on a regular basis before actually coming around to the idea that, you know what, I'm going to sit in on this training and actually listen and take some notes and pay attention and try to get good at this because this is what is required of me now. And um, 
I have to say, I started out in the resistance camp because I thought that it was pretty lame that we were switching to a different software system. I didn't understand why. I was also very young at the time, and so my relationship with change was quite different from how I see it now. And I learned very quickly that, you know what? A, I need this job. This was around 2009. So we were still coming out of the recession at this point. I mean, it really depends on who you ask. Most people will tell you that we were still in the recession. Bottom line, things weren't good. So I needed my job. I couldn't really afford to get fired. And I had to suck it up and learn that new software if I was going to keep my job. I didn't see anybody get fired over that, but I definitely saw people get threatened and overall, I felt like the expenditure of energy was grossly uneven on the side of those who were resisting. The resistance part, it was just, it was too much. And in a case like that, where your job pivots around this, it's really not worth it to put up a fight. Now, that's not to say that you cannot ever object to something or decide against something. And people who know me know that I'm perfectly... I am capable and I support other people's ability to say no, but the idea that you are resisting change simply because you don't like something, even when it's something that heavily impacts your livelihood, your ability to be productive, that in and of itself seems like a waste, and so I don't recommend it. Another observation that I've made about change is that change is the only constant that our world has, which that's not news to anybody who's listening right now, uh, especially if you have been paying attention in 2020. Change is always happening, and we're definitely not done. So I think that if you... If we all can be better at embracing change, that might make things a little better for each of us. Lastly, I've also observed that change often makes us uncomfortable, but being uncomfortable allows for growth, and growth is good. I've never experienced a growth that was detrimental to myself. I, it, it was always something that helped me to improve and be better and contribute to the world around me in better ways. And so in that way, I really do challenge my listeners and welcome you all to the idea that you should seek change. Because if things are changing, that is forcing you to have to grow, to learn, to become something bigger than what you currently are. And that's always a positive thing. Now, that's not to say that all changes are good. I think I established that before. So please don't read into this and say that I'm trying to make the case that all change is good. Some changes are really bad. I remember when I was working in higher education and the remedial level written composition course underwent this overhaul. And the new version that came out was something completely different from what it had been before. And, you know, our students, our faculty, everybody, we're all creatures of habit. So the minute this new course dropped, everyone was just like, ah, no, it was like the, the scratch off the record sound, you know, everyone was just not into it. Students didn't really do well. They weren't wanting to engage with the material because it was presented in a way that they weren't used to seeing. And faculty was having a hard time figuring out how to keep up with the due dates because they didn't know where to find all of the assignments that the students were finishing. And they also were not clear on the timelines that the students had for finishing their projects. So um, it flopped. They went back to the old version of the course promptly after that. But, you know, 
they stepped out and they tried something new. And from that, they were able to collect some data about the habits of our students at the university at the time. And that helped to inform our process as we created more courses later. So um, no, not all change is good. Some of it is trial and error and you see that, nope, we needed to just keep things the same or at least put a little bit more thought into how we want to change so that we can make this something that does work for everyone. Uh, but overall, I don't recommend fighting change. Just embrace it. The sooner that you can embrace it, then the sooner you get onto the path of embracing your growth and embracing how much you can become on the journey. And in my fight against anxiety and depression, my growth has been one of my biggest tools that I've been able to reach for as I have looked to conquer more. So I hope that it can be for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. It feels great to be back. It feels great to be talking to you again. And I'd love to hear from you. So you can write to me at Antoinette at MiddayReset.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Midday Reset. You can also follow my personal account at Miss Antoinette Chanel. And MiddayReset.com is actually undergoing yet another makeover. I know I'm always doing this, but I'm tweaking that website and I'm really excited for how it's going to turn out. So make sure that you stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me today. Take care, my friends, and I will see you next time. Bye.